Hey guys, and welcome to the Family Business Indaba podcast. We are the voice of African family business, promoting generational wealth and generational legacies. And my name is Susan Tendi. And I am Nika Amani. And we're going to be taking you through the journey of African family business. Hi everyone and welcome to this session of African Women and Family Businesses and in this session we're going to start off by just introducing our partners and um, kicking it off uh, before we then go into our presentation by our guest Madeleine Nkonu who is also one of our partners and so um, to do that I'm just going to let Inem King from uh, Africa, uh, Women and Family, African Women and Family in African Women Boards to start off as um, uh, introducing the, the organization that have um, partnered up with us for this uh, or for this event. And then soon after that, we will then uh, give it over to Madeline to introduce um, leading women. And as she does that, she will then just go into her presentation for the day. Thank you, ladies, so much. Inem, I'm just going to hand it over to you. Thank you. Thank you, Sydney. Good morning, everyone. I feel very honored to be here this morning. My name is Inem King. I am the program manager at Africa Women on Board. Africa Women on Board is a, is a non-for-profit organization dedicated to reshaping the future of African women and girls globally by mainstreaming their voices and fast-tracking their traje trajectories into leadership roles of the future. Let me start by saying it's been um, a wonderful experience being a part of this project, working with Sissy and Nikkei to put this amazing conference together, celebrating women in family business and equipping the rising generation of females in family businesses. There is no doubt that the COVID-19 pandemic has hit a lot of family businesses hard. We are a lot struggling while others have been shut down. So this was a very timely and empowering conference, one that has been full of information and has been an incredible learning experience. AWB truly Prizes collaboration in the work of advancing African women. Our primary commitment is to amplify African female voices, support African empowerment, and create a world in which African women and girls across classes, I mean across all classes, including those in the diaspora, are given the tools and resources that they need to fully realize their potential. Since 2017, we have worked to advance the economic, political, social rights of African women through advocacy and awareness initiatives, through strategic partnerships, and through the active lobbying of government and international bodies, using the instruments of dialogue, storytelling, activism, and technology. We're currently um, focused on three research, three key research projects linked with our 2020 and 2021 theme, which is the power of Africa's female economy. And this emphasizes the crucial role of African women and what the roles that they play in economic growth. These projects are violent women and the workplace, African women as entrepreneurs, and African women as consumers. We recently launched the Violence Women and the Workplace Project, which basically takes a hard look at how violence hinders the growth of African women in the workplace, 
It's a project that we're really proud of and we can't wait for the world to hear it um, because we know that it will make a lot of impact. We'll be conducting surveys and focus groups to raise public awareness about the prevalence and the effects of workplace violence. And the goal is to help stakeholders. And by stakeholders, we mean pretty much everybody. So women, men, workplaces, regulatory bodies, policymakers, like I said before, everyone to better understand and tackle violence against women, as well as create policy models that can be applied to workplaces across the continent. So far, we have launched an informative social media campaign, and we just wrapped up the production of the Safety in the Workplace podcast series which is an important part of our Global Safety in the Workplace initiative. The podcast features transparent accounts from women who have experienced violence within their working environments and views and perspectives from thought leaders. The series will be premiering very soon and we can't wait for you to hear it. We have a lot of amazing programs and initiatives lined up for the year, all geared at supporting African women. You can visit the African Women on Board website at www.africanwomenonboard.org to learn about our resources, areas of focus, key initiatives, and information on support and sponsorship opportunities. Um, I'll drop a link to the website and the handles on the chat box. I look forward to connecting with you. Thank you again to African Family Firm for this inspiring event. I look forward to all of today's sessions. Thank you. Thank you so much, Inem. And I'm about to hand it over to Madeline to please introduce your organization as well as to jump into your session. Thank you again for joining us today. Right, thank you so much. Thank you so much, um, the African Family Firms. And thank you for inviting us. It's really an honor, always an honor to basically share a platform with um Honorable women uh, and uh, and men from across the world or across Africa, and the aim is always to share intelligence, to share uh, basically how we can advance women and how we can advance Africa, and that's basically what uh, Leading Women of Africa stands for. We are uh, we basically define ourselves now as a social entrepreneurship group of companies owned and managed by women. And why do we call ourselves social entrepreneurs? Because we sincerely believe in potential of women um, in generating, basically contributing in the um, economic development of our continent and our respective countries. So we focus more on women economic um, empowerment and how do we do that? We do that through entrepreneurship, creating avenues for women to um, basically access business opportunities as we believe that Africa has so much to offer in terms of economic opportunities. And we also believe in the potential of women. We believe that women of Africa have shown um, men's uh, strength in basically just uh, sustaining this continent and contributing on this continent. Hence, we basically create linkages for women in business across the continent. We have this uh, platform or network of business and professional women that I would like to encourage everyone to join, actually. In that platform, that's where we share and we exchange economic opportunities across the continent, as we say, Africa is actually a place where everyone wants to be. It's actually the next uh, nexus 
um, uh, business, if one can say that. And we sincerely believe that Africa, we, uh, uh, leading women of Africa, has actually built this foundation and the uh, the network actually leads. We want to be the uh, at the forefront of uh, social economic development of our continent. And lastly, now we we are excited, especially about uh, the the new free trade agreement that has just been uh, being basically um, approved. Um, the 1st of January. So we are really excited. You know, who really does not want to live in a continent where we are integrated? And um, for us, the integration, the African regional integration is actually one of our agenda. And we believe that this free trade agreement just come to reinforce that, and it will create even more avenues for women actually to thrive in business across the continent, grow their businesses to create jobs and to, and to contribute in the GDPs of um, our respective countries. And that's actually more or less what I will be speaking about uh, in my presentation as we're talking about uh, the women in family business. We believe that women are leading in business. We believe that women, need, they need to be at the forefront. But we also believe on the um, the challenges that women still face um, on the continent. And we, we will continue to address those challenges that is at social level, at economic level. And I think um, my colleague Inem just mentioned the gender-based violence. Those are the issues that we will continue to um, basically raise. There will be Part of our history or our story as we continue to basically uh, rewriting our African story, we will continue to speak about those challenges um, with the aim that we need to find a solution. And sometimes we have to try and find solu uh, African solutions for African problems. And that's um, what we are. I will be now sharing um, my PowerPoint, which will basically just give us a sense of what we stand for, what we are doing as women, especially as women in business, as women professional, how do we want to contribute in the process of socioeconomic development of this continent? As we know that um, women actually have uh, potential to do so. Right, so I hope we can all see my presentation. And um, I know I'm talking about leadership. I think the topic you have allocated to me um, was leadership. And uh, basically the topic that um, uh, I will be developing now has to do with leadership and leadership in our economic space, in the business space, in the professional space. And also just to analyze where are we as women? And um, this is a question that uh, since we started basically toward the end of 2020, I had this question, is really the future female? And particularly, uh, um, it is exciting. Uh, personally, I've concluded that the future today is female. And uh, we will see how it basically generated so many questions. But before I, I even get to answer the question, is the future female, you know, in terms of leadership, in terms of what we do? I always like to to women, I always like to firm ourselves in one way or another. I always have five aff uh, affirmations that I always want to cement 
not only in others, but also in myself, because I sincerely believe on the potential that women on the continent um, um, have. And the number one, I always say that it is undeniable that Africa has huge economic potential. And we are talking about 1.1 billion people, which can be translated into consumers, uh, goods and services and all that. And as we know it, everybody's fighting for Africa because you know what, 1.1 billion people, basically these are number of consumers or clients you can look for. So it is a trade war. Like I always say, we can see all the other economies. Everyone wants a share. The second affirmation that I always want to remind us every day, that women of Africa are key African social economic transformation. That I sincerely believe. And, you know, with every vein, with every blood that goes in my, in my veins, I believe that women have the potential that women are key to that social um, economic transformation. As we know it, I think research have shown so many times that when you empower women, you don't only empower one individual, you empower a family and even you empower a nation. And I sincerely believe that that is an affirmation that we need to keep reminding ourselves all the time, despite what we can see and, you know, here. Third one is that I believe in uh, uh, African regional integration as a key women's um, health uh, wealth creation. Because now talking about the free trade agreement that uh, is there, we believe that we stand a huge potential, ladies, to lead this continent. We stand a huge potential to grow um, our wealth, to grow our uh, economic um, situations. The fourth one is we believe that women on women collaboration will unlock economic growth. I really believe in networking ladies, you know, and I think that's what Leading Women of Africa has been doing for the past um, 10 years. It's creating linkages between women across the continent. Because what we always say is that, you know what, Africa is one piece of land as much as we have 54, 55 countries. It's one piece of land. So we should remain interconnected. And that's what um, we strongly believe that as we collaborate as women, it's actually the key to unlock our own uh, economic growth. And the last affirmative that I always say, share with my fellow women across the continent is that African women leadership, leadership must groom tomorrow's young lead, uh, leaders. I believe in leaving a legacy the next generation. As we are growing, as we are developing, as we are, we are leading our whether it is our families, our companies, our 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 nations, we be we must believe that we need to leave a a, a, a lasting legacy by empowering our um, our young generation. And I think um, African women on board also is alluding to that. Sincerely, leave a lasting um, legacy is actually the future of the continent because. Believe it or not, 50, let's say even from 30, 40, 50 years from now, many of us will no longer be there. But we need to leave that legacy to the next generation. Let me just now try to answer this question. It's kind of mysterious questions that have also created so many other questions that we will discuss in this presentation. Is the future 
female, or since we are talking about the family firms, is the future of family firms female? So my answer and um, my answer to this is that yes, the future is female, whichever way you look at it, future of family, the future of countries, future of family firms, the future of companies, the future of the world. I sincerely believe that it is a future, though it's no secret that all the human challenges have always portrayed the, the, the face of a woman, you know, especially across Africa. Poverty has a face of women. Gender-based violence has a face of women. Gender discrimination, diseases, and so many others, they carrying the face of a woman. That cannot stop us from believing that the future is still woman because God has given us the potential to actually generate life or to bring uh, life. So no matter what we face, no matter what we see, we need to always believe that what we see now, the emergence of women in strategic position, no matter the numbers, you know, it might look that it is, it's in small numbers, you know, not so many women. And the research is still showing that only 5% of women are in strategic positions. And we're talking about, um, you know, so, so really so, so many things. And uh, we sincerely believe that still the emergence of women, it's giving us hope the future will always be female. And we know, I think my colleague Ina mentioned about the pandemic, we know that even the progress that we've made over the past uh, years of the advancement of women, the current pandemic have actually brought it, um, the world to a standstill. It's actually stopped and we can see the poverty escalating, the gender-based violence and other social ills, it's really affecting millions of, um, of women around the world and especially in, um, uh, in Africa. But again, I just want to beg all of us that we must always remember the future. We, as women, we carry the future. We really carry the future of this world as much as the future has become uh, uncertain for now. And um, actually recently, and I would like you to also to copy, I've uh, published a, it's really a diary, just an inspirational quote from um, some women leaders across the world. Uh, 52 women were selected. And um, so uh, I, will, I, will, I will share this link with you. You can see the sneak as to who has contributed in those um, inspirational quotes. This was just our way to say that, you know what, the world is going through, through so much and, you know, the, world, the life becoming so uncertain, the future becoming so uncertain. And we really brought some women leaders together and said, how can we inspire one another? How can we just, you know, encourage one another? I will share the, the, the link with you. And if you would like, you can really get a copy of those inspirational quotes. They are just so inspirational to carry us in 2021 as we are still feeling the pinch of uh, the COVID-19. And as actually I was publishing this, um, this diary and so many people, because I was engaging with so many women that I want you to contribute in this. What can you tell women? Give me seven quotes 
a day that can inspire women and every day. So we have 355, 365 quotes that will carry us in 2021. And there were so many questions that were raised. And they, those questions that I'll be sharing with you this morning. And um, in a few of those questions that are related to what we're talking about today, which are the uh, which is uh, the the future of the family firm, and three of those questions were women and the African regional integration. It kept coming uh, on and on. How can Africa be integrated, and how can women, you know, trade together and do business together and grow their wealth and all that? The second one was the potential market for women-led uh, businesses. And in this case, we're talking about family firms, you know, so we know that women are leading um, uh, in entrepreneurship. We know that women uh, own different businesses or different um, enterprises or, you know, they are self-employed, but women are in the economic space, in whatever way you look at them, you know, what is a potential market? for whatever we are doing. Then the third question that was always being raised is that, what is the participation of women in the mainstream economy, especially um, in Africa? So this morning, just be prepared. We will do, I will reserve five minutes of my, uh, if not 10 minutes of my presentation, just to do our own survey. You know, I'm not gonna give you answers to those. So let's start with women and, and uh, African regional integration as we're talking about, you know, how do we lead as um, women in family firms business or just women in business or women professional. And there's really three key uh, elements that we need to remember about uh, African regional integration. The number one is that the Africa of tomorrow will continue, will be an, a, a continent where Africans will live and grow together. So as much as we are 54 countries, ladies, gentlemen, let's remember that we are called to live together. We are called to grow together. So, and that is part of the Agenda 2063. And uh, the African uh, Regional Free Trade Agreement that has just been approved now in January. So we are called to live together. So because... That will allow us to start thinking beyond our borders. It will start make us think beyond our four walls of our rooms, of our, of our house, of our country. We start looking at Africa as a whole. Number two is that women expanding and growing their businesses beyond border, that's basically what constitutes constitute basically the element for job creation for the economic growth. So ladies and gentlemen, uh, if there are gentlemen amongst us, let's remember that as we start expanding businesses, as um, you know, women that are leading family firms are expanding their businesses, we expand our businesses. We need to think of expanding our businesses and grow our businesses beyond uh, uh, our borders. And number three, which I believe that you know, I mean, this I believe so strong compared to all the others that, um, you know, other points that I could make during my presentation is actually networking. As women connect to each other, I believe, you know, so many things are being, um, are, are being given birth. You know, I see JV taking place in Africa. I see women doing business together. 
I see women trading amongst one another. I see women investing even amongst one another. You know, so we start seeing more women producers and more women buying from women and more women selling from women. In summary, really, that's what I believe, that women can play a role in the African regional integration agenda that we are pushing. Number two question that I was going to discuss with you this morning, the potential the potential market for uh, uh, for women's uh, family firm or just women in business in general. Uh, the twenty nineteen um, the twenty nineteen population uh, uh, survey showed that this is twenty nineteen. We are now in twenty uh, twenty one, and I know in twenty twenty as much as many people died and uh, is really to their soul, you know, but we can see so many women are so pregnant. I've never seen so many women pregnant this time than ever. Like everywhere I go, I see a woman pregnant. So, you know, the population of Africa continued to grow. And uh, so that was 1.1 billion people, you know, and that is really 1.1 billion consumers, consumers of goods, consumers of services, consumers of um of basically anything anything that we can do you know so the market is out there ladies we must not be confined in our own four walls of our city of our country of or you know or, or just of our business or just you know the people that we know africa is big you know so whatever you are producing are you producing food are you producing clothing? Are you producing what? Services? I mean, to education as well. You know, whatever. The market is there. So it's time not to leave just other economies. Um, take advantage of our market. So what we are saying is that, you know what, as women, we need to think beyond our borders and say that, you know what, we need to become producers. And when you are producing, you need to think of, this is my market. I'm not talking to 50 million in South Africa. I'm not talking to 150 million in Nigeria or, you know, uh, another 20 million in, in Kenya or where. I'm talking 1.1 billion, if not more, consumers. So that's how we start shifting our mind. It is we need to start shifting our mind as family firm, as your individual business, as you know, even as professional, we must start looking now that we can work on order. So basically, and this, you know, if we can um, we can actually translate it into dollars. It's actually millions of dollars that are exchanging hands on daily basis. Where do we want? millions of dollars to end the hand of foreign economies or we want to empower ourselves in the continent obviously i don't want to be an extremist i don't want to be i am a pan-africanist that um, you know uh, everybody knows you know i really support um you know the uh, social economic development of the continent i really believe that if there's put uh, there's opportunity for us to consume africans let's do that we know we know that we're not going to live in isolation. You know, the world does not grow in isolation. We still need, you know, um, other economies. We still need concerted effort from uh, other partners for development to come on board. 
But that does not mean that we need to fold our hands and think that, you know what, even it must come from other countries. Even tomato paste must come from Europe. Or even just clothing must come from a part of the world. That's what we are saying. All we are saying is that let's look at our potential and let's look at our market. Our market is huge to convert the 1.1 billion into consumers to convert every dollar to billions of dollars. That's all we are saying. And um, third one, third element or question was, what is a woman's participation in the mainstream economy? And that way um, um, I wanted to discuss, but uh, we're gonna get into this at the, um, at the later stage. So the African uh, population shows that over one, um, over 50% of the population is women. So we're talking about over five point, no, 555 million people are women. Okay. But even if we can just take that and this exercise, I was just doing it for myself. You can correct me if I am wrong. And um, sorry, I had to give you the answers, but my idea was not to give you the answers. Uh, my idea was for us, sorry, my idea was for us to exercise. So when we look at Africa, how many presidents do we have? I think I, I, I think we have one, if not more. Uh, if not, if more, it will be two. You know, how many heads of government do we have? You know, maybe you can write this down. Then uh, you can, you, you know, you can put in a chat box. You know, to confirm my survey or the the um, your survey, we can compare this at the end. Um, at the end, you know, so um. You know, just write down for yourself how many presidents on the continent we have. Remember, we have um, 555 million people of women. And we are talking now about women participation in the mainstream economy, which basically is part of the leadership. Because for you to really contribute in the mainstream economy, you really need to be uh, positioned in, the, in some way. So we started looking at how many women president do we have out of the 550 million women that we do have? One or two. I've got one, but if you have to write it down, please, then we can compare notes. Um, how many heads of government do we have in Africa? A minister. Please write, I didn't find any. Then how many ministers we have? Here I just did a basic calculation of, um, let's say maybe twenty so ministers in different governments times fifty-five countries that we do have, get the average of one thousand sixty-five women ministers across the continent. How many uh, members of parliament? I thought, okay, we have 55 countries, maybe in every parliament, let's take an average of 60. So we could say 3,300 
women um, members of parliament. How many women directors do we have? Okay, and that is for public, uh, for private and government uh, space. We also have, um, you know, I came up with an estimation of, you know what, the, um, I think it's Forbes, no, not Forbes, one of the research firm actually came up with the numbers that um, it was directors represented less than 5%. Um, women represented less than 5% at the um, end uh, of the directorship. How many managers? So I, again, really just came up with my own estimation. How many um, women or owners of large companies um, um, on the continent? And when we talk large, you know, I'm looking at the firm, um, uh, firms like, um, you name it, uh, what is large, like law, the, the largest law firm company or largest research company or largest mining company or, or largest, you know, cosmetic company, uh, really, you know, that can come, that is really leading on the continent or in the world. And I put there one and how many women of medium uh, companies, so I estimated to 5,500, and how many um, women in small uh, companies, owners of small companies, we estimated uh, 22,000. So we estimated that a total of um, 36,000, yeah, that, that we came up with, 36,266 women are really playing a role in the mainstream economy on the continent. And that represents something like um, 7% of the African women population. So we'll compare my note with yours. You know, you can tell me if you get a higher numbers, maybe I'm a bit too stringent because sometimes one can be too stringent in numbers. You know, let's compare notes at the end. Then this just lead us to say, are we really playing a role? Yes, we believe the future is female. Yes, we believe the future of social economic development is female. But are we really making it? And how can we do that? And hence, we're talking about mentorship, uh, the, the coaching. How can we empower the next generation? How can we, you know, make sure more women participate in in the basically the, the mainstream economy, because that is the only way we can have impact on the ground. And we can truly say one day that really the future is female. But how do we do that? How do we make sure that more and more women contribute in the, um, you know, in the, in, in the socioeconomic transformation of our continent? How do we make sure that? This is the one thing that I'm so passionate about. I always call what we call the women's economic revolution. The women's economic revolution is different from any other revolution that we can see. Even at the White House, we, see, we saw some kind of revolution. We can see the uprising, we could see everything. But when we talk about women economic revolution, it's not, it's not about guns and 
and bombs and anything. The woman economic revolution is when we start really thinking that we have the potential and our Africa is uh, uh, the opportunities that we need to tap into. How do we do that? How do we basically lead this economic revolution that I keep talking about in different platforms? There are only three keys that I sincerely believe. And if whatever else I've said in this presentation, if you can have, you're gonna forget, please do don't forget these three, because this is what will shape the face of this continent. This is what will shape the face of uh, African family business. This is what will shape the face of job creation on the continent. This is what will shape the face of economic transformation on the continent. The social transformation on the continent, number one, is we need to increase women producers of goods and services. Until we women, we start producing, we will continue to be buying from others will continue to start consuming only what others offer us. But when we start producing, we start really shaping everything that we consume, our taste, our likeness, how we want it to be. If I want a dress that I want to wear and I can produce it, I will shape it how I want it. But if I go buy a dress produced by someone who's not even from this continent, I will wear what they think am or what they think I want. Maybe I don't want it, but maybe I don't have a choice. I just have to get it. Number two is when women start becoming strategic consumers. You know what? It has been uh, proven that 70% of economic decisions are made by women. 70% of economic decisions made by women. How do you make that decision? Who determine how do you empower the next fellow, fellow activist, fellow economic activist who's a woman? Where do you shop? Who do you shop from? Who determine how we're gonna shape the future of this continent? Number three is women need to become investors. Ladies, we need to think of leaving a, a, a legacy to our next generation. Become an investor so that your children one day, I want to become an investor so that my children one day not have to live the life that I live of, of hustling. So I can live something for them to start with life. When we women become investors, we grow our economies, we grow our companies, we grow basically everything. That's when you start. You, you start thinking of the future. Invest big. That's what I always say. Yes, you can save. Yes, you can spend. Invest big. Get at least a percentage of your income goes into investment because there you're preparing for your future. And I think this new generation of African women we need to start thinking differently. We need to start thinking differently. The future is in our hands. Ladies, the future is female. But it is materialized when we start applying certain 
natural principles. We cannot say the future is female, and yet you know, we're folding our arms and we want you know, the food to come from elsewhere, the clothes to come from elsewhere, everything to come from elsewhere, and we just want to spend the few dollars that we have. It's not going to materialize. We're not going to talk about the future is female when we don't shop strategically. No, I go to the market and I find, uh, sorry if there's Chinese here, a Chinese shop is selling the same thing as my African fellow African uh, um, shop owner. Where do we shop will determine how do we prepare the future of this continent. And don't forget these three elements. That's what I want to leave you with. And in conclusion, I always say, let's rise like mothers. Honestly, this is, if there's one thing I always say, I don't know if there's Christians here, but I sincerely believe in the, uh, the story of Deborah. You know, Deborah at that time, it was like the land was so deserted. You know, nobody was traveling and there was so, so many issues and there, there was, you know what, even the leader said, you know what, Deborah, if you don't go to war with me, I'm not going. And you know what, what the Bible says is that Deborah stood like a mother. And that's basically how we join the army of the economic activists. Thank you, ladies. I hope it was great. And if you have your note on this, please share them the group. I would really like to see what you think. Thank you so, so much for having me. Thank you. Thank you so much, Ms. Madeline. That was a very inspirational and excellent presentation. We have a number of questions, comments in the chat box. Um, I'll start with unity. Um, how do we solve the three syndromes common amongst women? Number one, the queen bee syndrome with the mentality of those who are up, not wanting other women to rise. Number two, the PhD, pull her down. Those who are down are busy pulling others down. Number three, exclusive clubs for top women who do not want the small fish to swim in the same pool with them. Interesting, interesting questions. And I think we always get this, you know. Um, you know what, I try to, Look at more from the positive side when answering these questions. Yes, there are facts. There are facts. And I think all of us as women, we know. We basically tend to, basically, we are perceived as the ones stopping others from growing. So I think all the three, basically all the three syndromes has to do with, we don't want another person to be where I am. I want to be there alone. How it is, how that can change is really what I always say. And this is really what I always encourage other ladies. It starts from my mind. When I start thinking that, you know, me being on this board as a single female, I'm going to have an impact that we want, lying to myself. Because the research is saying, is, is saying that please to three women on board when you start having an impact. Because the reality is that women still considered the second class citizens, you know, in the world. Okay. And it 
how we change our mindset. So my answer to all these syndromes, syndromes is change of our mindset. You will see that a woman that gets on board and does not want others, it's a woman that has been deprived of, they are deprived of their own identity. They think that this identity is reserved for me and me alone. This identity for millions of other women it join. So it starts with me. Really, I don't want to blame. I always say I don't want to blame anyone else. It starts with me. So if I am perpetuating these three syndromes, and I mean, we can hear, we can hear women complaining. We can hear that, you know, in forums like this, we hear that women, how women are experiencing the bad experience that we're receiving from each other. It needs to tell us that I need to look at the world with a different lenses. I need to look at other women with a different lenses. That's how we can, um, we can basically stop this syndrome. Because by pointing fingers, it does not help. Because I'll be just defensive. No, 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 I didn't say. No, no, I didn't do. No, 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 I didn't say anything. So it starts by me. As we're sitting here, are we going to be the ones perpetuating these same syndromes when we go out of this forum? Or we can say, you know what? Actually, moving from this, send, um, from this meeting room, I'm going to change my mind. I want to be one of those women that can say, I'm pulling this up, not pulling others down. PhD that we're talking about. Start with me. Really start with me. And we can kill this in no time if each one instead start working on this. Thank you so much, um, Madeline, for that. Then we have a comment and question from Tandeka, and she says, good morning. This is a topic very close to my heart. How do we as women ensure that we intentionally empower each other and not make it an issue to talk about on Women's Month only, and we all go back to our regular lives without shifting our mindsets on creating opportunities for women within different sectors? When will we stop regressing towards change and have fearless spirits? Thank you so much. Economic activism activism must be actually our lifestyle. You know, when it is a lifestyle, you know, I don't live only because it's today, I live because it's every day. Okay. When um, you know, whatever your lifestyle is include the economic activism. This is the only way we can start basically moving slowly, start becoming part of our lives and not just wait for March for International Women's Day, then we talk, then we, and August for us when it is Women's Month, then we talk, then we celebrate, then we do that. But when it's three days out of life, and that's why, why I say when you start, even just by start saying that I will shop strategically, you're already part of that. Because when you go to the market, we make decisions every day. I go do shopping every day. I go to the market every day. You know, when you start thinking, you know, it's really amazing. I sincerely believe in the power of the mind, you know, the power of the mind. Because even when I go, um, I mean, you go to some of these open markets, and my mind is always, I want to buy fruit. I want to make sure I buy from a woman. 
it's really day, day-to-day life. That's how it starts. So that when it comes to Women Month, it's nothing new. I've been doing this. I've been a woman activist or economic activist every day. So that the 9th of March or the 8th of March, just one of those days where I will say, hey, this is what I do. This is what I've done. You know, I've empowered women and all that. So we say that we need to incorporate the woman economic activism as part of our lifestyle. That's basically all. No, no, all we do. We shop, we eat, we consume, we, you know, whatever we do, we think that, how is it going to empower my fellow women? How we basically make it part of our culture. And so that when that one day comes for celebration, it's a true celebration of what you've done in the book. Thank you so much, Ms. Madeline. Um, you've made some powerful statements. The future is female and economic activism should become part of our lifestyle. Thank you so, so much. Um, should anyone wish to get in contact with you, how best can they reach you? All right. So, uh, number one, you can get me on my um, email. Uh, I'll say WhatsApp is always, you know, WhatsApp has become really, you know, the one of the easy way to communicate. So you can reach me on WhatsApp. Let me put my number um, on the chat and uh, my email on a chat. I will also share the link of um, Futures Female Diary. You can uh, contact us if you want a copy. And um, let me do that straight away. I think that's what I'll do. Please just check your links. I will share some contact details. Um, and my email. And you can visit our website. Yes, I have another website. Awesome. Awesome. Um, so ladies and gentlemen, whilst um, Ms. Madeline puts in the details, our next session is starting in 10 minutes, um, where Dr. Eleanor Conjay will be speaking, addressing gender and family businesses. So I encourage you to click onto the next link. Um, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Um, and thank you again once again, Ms. Mukunu. Thank you so much. That was really powerful. We've got some comments in the chat box and appreciation thank you thanks so much and i look forward to continue networking with you as i say i believe in networking but the key to unlock our own economics um transformation thank you so much for having me thank you